0: Good morning from Pacific University. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated the year before my birth. Despite the years that have passed, Dr. King's message of radical inclusion and justice remain relevant. In many ways, his beloved community theology is needed as much or even more today. Dr. King belongs to history, but also to our present. And if we wish to survive these times, his words offer hope, for our collective future. Today, the United States and the people of the world face challenges that Dr. King would have recognized. Racism in our politics and social institutions, the ever-present threat of war, gross inequities in wealth, and the high attendant rates of poverty, and the flood of people seeking health care in a world of plenty. In many ways, Dr. King has been co-opted by those who wish to diminish his message. In truth, Dr. King challenged the very fabric of American society and a world order that benefited the wealthy at the expense of those Jesus would have called the least of these. Weeks before his death, Dr. King preached that through our scientific and technological genius, we have made of this world a neighborhood, and yet we have not had the ethical commitment to make of it a brotherhood. But somehow and in some way we have got to do this, We must all learn to live together as brothers, or we will all perish together as fools. We are tied together in the single garment of destiny, caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, and whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. For some strange reason, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be, and you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. This is the way God's universe is made. This is the way it is structured. It was this understanding of the world that led Dr. King to oppose racism in the United States and abroad, to question the wisdom of U.S. foreign policy that too often called for war in place of the pursuit of a just peace, and to demand an end to poverty. Why do we still struggle with many of the same issues that Dr. King and his supporters did? Why do we live in a time where Nazis can once again walk our streets with impunity? Why do we live in a time of staggering poverty? Perhaps we have not, as Dr. King argued, come to understand that we live in a world of moral laws, and so we ignore them. Perhaps we still believe in the myth of time. Dr. King said of that myth, It is the notion that only time can solve the problem of racial injustice. And there are those who often sincerely say to the Negro and his allies in the white community, Why don't you slow up? Stop pushing things so fast. Only time can solve the problem. And if you will just be nice and patient and continue to pray, and in a hundred or two hundred years, the problem will have worked itself out. There is an answer to that myth. It is that time is neutral. It can be used whether constructively or deconstructively. Dr. King goes on to say, and I am sorry to say this morning that I am absolutely convinced that the forces of ill will in our nation, the extreme rightest of our nations, the people on the wrong side, have used time much more effectively than the forces of goodwill. And it may well be that we will have to repent in this generation, not merely for the words and violent actions of bad people, but for the appalling silence and difference of the good people, who sit around and say, wait on time. We have waited too long. The question of justice has yet to be fully joined. I concur with the wisdom of U.S. Senator Robert F. Kennedy, assassinated shortly after Dr. King, when he told students in South Africa suffering under the evil of apartheid that in the pursuit of justice across the world, that our answer is the world's hope. It is to rely on youth. The cruelties and obstacles of this swiftly changing planet will not yield to obsolete dogmas or outworn slogans. It cannot be moved by those who cling to a present which is already dying, who prefer the illusion of security to the excitement and danger which comes with even the most peaceful progress. Senator Kennedy continued, This world demands the qualities of youth, Not a time of life, but a state of mind, a temper of the will, a quality of the imagination, a predominance of courage over timidity, of the appetite for adventure over the love of ease. Today, the challenges faced by the world are even graver than in the years of the civil rights movement. We face additional challenges, such as climate change, on top of the unfinished business of generations past. My hope also rests with youth. My hope rests with the students I serve at Pacific University and young people across the globe who continue to press for change. Still, I recognize that Dr. King was right when he warned that somewhere we must come to see that human progress never rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. It comes through the tireless efforts and the persistent work of dedicated individuals who are willing to be co-workers with God. And without this hard work, time itself becomes an ally of primitive forces of social stagnation. So we must help time and realize that the time is always ripe to do right. My advice on this Martin Luther King Day is to reflect on the life of ministry of Dr. King and for all of us to meditate on our relationship with time and justice. We no longer have leaders like King and Kennedy to challenge or lead. That means it is up to us both as individuals and communities, to address the issues of our time in our schools and university, houses of worship, neighborhoods, and nations. The time is always ripe to do right. This is Reverend Dr. Chuck Curry. God bless us all.